0: The Temple and the Key to Revelation The book of Revelation is probably the most exciting and at the same time the most misunderstood book in all of Scripture. The Come Follow Me study for 2023 is all about the New Testament. And the book of Revelation sums up the whole New Testament. In this third podcast, in our series, we explore how the temple is the key to understanding the book of Revelation. I'm Sam and your host, and our teacher is Dr. Breck Englund, who spent much of the last seven years studying the book of Revelation and learning what prophets and scholars say about it. Breck is a professional teacher and writer who has taught religion at BYU and written many books about religion and business. He's about to publish his research in a new book, The Bright and Morning Star, Finding and Following Christ in the book of Revelation. Breck, why do you say that the temple is the key
1: to understanding the book of Revelation. Well, the best scholars who study Revelation know that it's about the ordinances of the temple, both LDS and non-LDS scholars. They all know that. When I say that, I don't mean that Revelation is exactly like the temple we know about today. It follows the pattern of the temple ordinances that the apostle John knew about. In other words, the temple of Jerusalem that was being constructed during his lifetime. Which was a
0: huge temple, by the way. Yes.
1: Uh Now, one non-Latter-day Saint scholar says this, quote, Revelation is based on the daily and yearly sanctuary services of the Jerusalem temple. And then Latter-day Saint scholars say the same thing. They say, Revelation is a temple text. Um, Did you know? 88 verses out of the 400 in the book of Revelation have some type of wording or phraseology taken directly from the temple. Wow, I never realized that. So, I believe that the key to understanding Revelation is the temple. I believe Latter-day Saints have a unique take on Revelation that's unavailable to other readers outside the church, outside the temple. Now, the exact ceremonies that are carried out In the jerusalem temple do not match the ceremonies in our temples today but the principles taught and the covenants made are very much alike and the symbolism is similar only the ceremonies have changed joseph smith said quote and i'm quoting him now the order of the house of god has and ever will be the same even after christ comes and after the termination of the thousand years, it will still be the same, and we shall finally roll into the celestial kingdom of God and enjoy it forever.
0: So, so the order is the same, but the ceremonies will be slightly changed. Kind of thing is
1: the, or, the order of the temple in Jerusalem is different from the temple today. Okay, but the principles and the covenants are the same. Oh, okay,
0: that makes that makes a lot of sense. And Thank you.
1: So how is the book of Revelation like the temple endowment? Well, just like the temple endowment, Revelation breaks into two parts. The first part is an initiatory section that takes you through chapters one, two, and three. And then secondly, there's an instructional section that unfolds the Lord's plan. That's the remaining chapters of the book. And it all culminates with the sealing ordinance of the bride and bridegroom, okay? Yeah. The instructional part is like a movie or a play that tells the story of the plan of salvation. Along the way, the story stops, and certain ordinances are performed, and then the story starts up again. It's a very familiar pattern. You you know that pattern because you've been to the temple. Yes. Right? That's fascinating. Therefore, I believe that only temple-going Latter-day Saints can truly comprehend Revelation, which is steeped in temple imagery. By the way, our friend um, Dean Collinwood and Jim Conkey, they have written a whole article about how Revelation is, quote, steeped in temple imagery. Wow. Um, For example... um, The endowment ceremony makes up the whole framework of the book of Revelation. That's why Latter-day Saints should be especially interested in studying it. Okay? That's why we're going through it all year long Mm in 2023. The book of Revelation helps us also to understand what temple ordinances mean. For example, Revelation teaches us a lot about a new name and about white garments, and the tree of life, and many other symbols that point to Christ and the holy temple. That makes so much sense, now that you bring those things up.
0: And I never look for it as I read the book of Revelations in my study, my scripture study. I've never looked for it. But now I, I guarantee you I'll be looking for this, and I'll see a lot more. So are you saying that Revelation is like a play in a theater?
1: Exactly. Uh, Both Revelation and the endowment are like a play, aren't they? Yeah, they are. John's Revelation resembles a a Greek drama, but which was the most popular form of entertainment in his time. You know, the church today uh, creates a lot of videos, right, to Mm -hmm. teach the gospel. Mm -hmm. Well, in those days, what would John have used? He, He used the... The conventions of the plays the yeah. people went to people went to plays all the time yeah. in in his day, and he probably went to them too because hmm. they were they were good plays. I mean, the Greeks created some classic dramas, but in those days the theater was uh, the most popular thing to do, and um, people flocked to the theater just like they do to movie theaters nowadays. Um, the world's the world's largest theater. In John's time, it was in Ephesus, which is a city he lived in and was very familiar with. And it held 25,000 people. Wow. An idea of how big it was. That's huge.
0: Um, well, I wonder how they did the acoustics,
1: I'm sure. They <laughs> were masters at acoustics. The way they built these structures, yeah. you could hear from the top to the bottom. Wow. Without any microphones or anything. That's cool. That, um, for one thing, it was built in a semicircle around a stage, and it had a backdrop called the skeine, uh, which, which has become our English word scene, S-C-E-N-E, scene. Now, the scene was the backdrop, okay? It's sort of like the, when you go to a play, now you see, you know, the, the set is the set for the play. Actors played scenes interspersed with commentary and songs from a chorus and that chorus always had 12 or 24 men <laughs> interesting the, there were seven giant french door-like s- uh, windows in the skene and the scenes of the play moved in and out through those windows like they were like doors you could move you could show a scene in a door in, in a win- big window which was also like a door so they could move in and out of the scene okay so what did the theater have to do with the temple Oh, well, the temple and the theater are closely related in John's time. In those days, the theater was like a temple. Um, Going to the theater in those days was a religious activity. Seriously. people, It was like going to church. The Greek philosopher Aristotle said that the plays uh, that were performed in their theaters were an offering to the gods and helped people to experience catharsis, which he, um, it's kind of hard to define, but he meant... Have your your bad feelings purged out. Right, uh, like
0: the therapy did for me for yes, years exactly. and years that we talked about last yeah, episode. They,
1: they thought of plays as uh, their plays as sort of a a way to to work out all your emotions. Um, you know, that is so powerful. Um I can't you know, when
0: I was when I was thinking about this principle, I thought, so maybe that's why the the, the savior taught in parables, in stories, so that we could have a cathartic experience, so mm-hmm. we could so we could have the evil pushed out of us and the, and the yeah. light yeah. Inter- introduced to us. Yeah,
1: think of when the, paro- the 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 savior told the story of the prodigal son, for example. I mean, you could see the crowd sitting at his feet, listening to him, and, and visualizing, you know, how what it must feel like to be to be forgiven and brought back into your father's house and how the father loves you, and doesn't that make you feel different? Yeah. yeah. And, and you're, learning, you're learning
0: eternal principles through story yes, and through emotional processing. Yes. And uh-huh. so that's why it's so powerful. It yes. makes so much sense.
1: And that's why we see when we go to the temple, we don't just get lectured. They don't just stand there and give us talks like they do in church.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. But it's they, experiential. The well, temple is yeah. an experience.
1: Yes, it's like a play. Yeah. You get to watch a story played out in front of you.
0: Yeah. And, you know, psychologically what that does is it anchors the principles in your soul. That's what I found is that right. the people don't necessarily remember the bullet points in a talk, but they'll remember the, a profound story. They
1: remember the, 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 the play they saw, right. either in front of them or in their heads. Right, okay? right. Now, um, Aristotle said that everybody who went to the Greek theater, uh, including the audience, were, quote, ministers of religion. It was a religious um, ceremony, a play. In, in, in John's time, a, a theatrical play was thought to be a religious ceremony. And that's very different from what, how we think of them today, but that's how they thought of them. And the director of a play was the teacher, they called him the diaskolos. And the plays were the, quote, teaching. Um, they called the didaskalia, which in Greek meant the, uh, the inspired teaching. So, like the Greek drama, Revelation encourages us to recognize and experience the conflict between what is and what ought to be, and offers us an outlet or catharsis for the feelings, for our feelings, through through symbolic narratives. That's a quotation from um, uh, Hugh Nibley. Uh, Revelation should change us. Reading it should change us. It should reassure us. It should help us see our, our place in God's plan. Now, in Revelation, John used the Greek theater just as the in just the same way the modern church uses videos to communicate gospel truths. Temple-going Latter-day Saints, we know about that. We know that reenactments of certain events in the temple teach us uh, all about past dispensations, about what it's like to live in the lone and dreary world that we're doomed to live by our labor and our sweat, and, and the plan of redemption, right? And as in the temple... Revelation teaches those truths through a dramatic presentation.
0: Maybe that's why I remember the temple so vividly when yes. I leave it. Yes. I really remember yeah. like the things yeah. taught to me there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the book of Revelation and the and the theater have a lot in common. Revelation is about the predicament of, of a child of God facing our choices and limitations. Um A philosopher, Gautamere, he said, about the Greek plays, he said, in such an excess of tragic suffering, the spectator recognizes himself and his finiteness. Okay. Think about it. Here you are, an eternal being. Joseph Smith said you were never created or made. You've always lived and you always will live. Okay. Well, think about it. Mortality comes as a shock <laughs> to someone who is who's like that.
0: The like, older I get, the more it seems to yeah, be a shock. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mortality is a shock to a spirit child of God, I think, because we are infinite beings confronting our finitude in, in mortality. We, we confront death. We confront uh, what it lives what it means to live a meaningless existence if we make wrong choices. Paul said that the the whole fallen creation is subject to futility. That is to say, we can we can easily choose a future of meaningless existence or a future of great joy. It's all in our hands. Now, that's in uh, Romans chapter eight, verse twenty. You
0: know, I uh, I can remember. As long as I can remember, I have felt like I had a choice. And I know it's really uncommon for a little kid to think that he had a choice. But it always made sense to me that I was free. You know, that I was free to act for myself. And I think that's when I heard the message from the missionaries. It made so much sense to me that, um, that we're here with agency. Mm-hmm. And we can choose eternal life or we can choose... Damnation and be stuck.
1: Yeah. Meaningless. Yeah. Future. The Apostle John, he might say that the temple does provide a true catharsis. That is, it helps us to overcome the fear of death and pain, which will come to us, but it helps us to overcome those fears. Um, we learn that Adam and Eve must pass through sorrow, right? And tribulations, And that's what the book of Revelation teaches us too. We must pass through those things. But it also teaches that there is a Savior who opens the way to, quote, this is from the book of Moses, to, quote, the joy of redemption and the eternal life which God giveth unto all the obedient. That is what Eve has to say. You
0: know, I had, um, this past year, I had my foster father pass away. He was a temple worker in the Atlanta Temple and one of the most, the best, one of the best people I have ever known. And, uh, and when he died, I knew he lived on. I knew he lived on and that his work was just
1: beginning. And you, you know that because of the covenants and the teachings of the temple. That's exactly right. Yes. That's exactly right.
0: Now... Um, are we going to talk more about the connection between Revelation and the temple? Well, we're
1: going to talk about that all the way through That's all our podcasts. That's really exciting. In our upcoming podcast, we're going to follow Jesus through Revelation, and we will stay alert to the connections between Revelation and the temple. Now, some features of the temple will differ from those that we Latter-day Saints are familiar with because we're viewing the temple as John knew it, right? Um, But the principles taught and the covenants that are made are, are similar. Above all, this is the important, the story is the same. The story of each of us as we come fresh from our Heavenly Father to make our way through a maze of mortality and back to our Father. Ready to take our places on the thrones that he's prepared for us.
0: I am looking forward to this so much, Breck. I, I have to be honest. I, you know, I've been I've been going to the temple for forty years, and uh, I haven't always understood it, and I, I haven't always. At times, it's been hard to pay attention to what I'm learning. I've I've gone there as a place of refuge for revelation and instruction, but I can't wait to get into the temple again mm. with this new perspective. Mm. I think it's going to open doors that I've never yeah, imagined. Yeah. I'm
1: looking forward to it a lot. Yeah, the, bu- the book of Revelation teaches you a lot about the temple and vice versa. Right. That's why it's good to study them both together. Right. But isn't Revelation about the end of the world? <laughs> well, that's what a lot of people think. Um, and that is a question we'll be answering in our next podcast. Ooh, I can't okay. wait to hear that. Thank you. Okay. All right.